0: And welcome to another impromptu episode of Conversations with the Way. I think this should be the fifth in a row, if I'm correct. And um, going strong. Let's see how many more we can pull before the end of this season. they all impromptu, but I think they all come with some very good stuff. A lot of good conversations come out of it. I think a lot of, um, you know, tugging of the spirit as you listen to it. Yeah, maybe you disagree with some of it. Maybe you don't. But hopefully, you can take that to the Father in prayer, supplication, thanksgiving, and work those things out through Him. And I don't know. Maybe um, you know, next season um, we can have conversations together about all these things. That would be awesome. Because what better way to get to know the Father besides you know being in prayer and reading His Word than to talking to other believers, other brothers and sisters in Him. Um, about just how wonderful he is, and about his love, but with love also comes discipline, and that is a word that I'm not sure if it's spoken in ministries or churches or you know wherever it is that you're you're feeding yourself uh from but um you know there is discipline in in this faith this is not a you know um, you know, do what you want, and there's no consequences or anything like that. Now, you know, there's 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 self discipline that you can have, and that's important. But then there's the discipline that you are given as well. As you you'll hear me say this a lot in the episode. You've ha- you have heard me, and I think you you will you will continue to hear me say. That I, I one of the things that helped me is not seeing God like this old man in the sky with you know big white beard looking down on me and you know throwing bolts. That's that's a a fake God that somebody came up with to cause confusion and all these other things. But another way that people have seen God is this. As also this old man up in the sky that he loves you unconditionally. Like there's no conditions. Like you can do whatever you want and no problem. His, your your wish is his command. He works for you, right? And it doesn't work that way. There is such thing as, as discipline. And there should be. Think about where we're at here now in this world. You have to have discipline. If you don't take care of your... With the things in your daily life, you know, wake up on time if you don't get to work on time, if you don't do the things you have to do in your home, if you don't pay attention to the little things in life. Because the little things end up being major things later on. So discipline is definitely a major part of it. But think about your earthly father. And if you didn't have a good earthly father, then again, you know, this may be a little bit difficult to understand. Um, I'm sorry you didn't have... Someone there for you when you were a child as as I think there's enough evidence out there to suggest that a two parent household is the appropriate thing it's it's what you really want to see um, you know sadly it happens some people grow up in a one parent household, and that doesn't mean that you as a child or a child you know, is destined to fail or anything like that. But you know, the reality is, and as sad as it is, is the odds are against a child with one parent there, especially if the father's not there. And there's this um show I watch and there's this guy that interviews um a lot of people that that are in the streets, so they're, you know, prostitutes and, you know, drug addicts and things like that. And um I recently heard him that he has done about 5,000 interviews with people out in the streets. And he said that maybe out of the 5,000, maybe like five of them have gotten their life together. I mean, that's crazy. You know, five people out of 5,000. Because it's really hard once you get you know to that to that point it's um you know it's a point of no return and that's why you know having a father there it's it, it's so important in in children's life and uh, it's important for the father to be present there uh, the father provides you know discipline and um um I, I'm I'm very uh, I love my father uh, very much for him having disciplined me in my life and you know um other uncles and other men that were around me but you know not not everybody has that so i I'm, i feel very blessed about that i'm you know definitely looking looking back at it now i'm really grateful so you know that that makes me think of um of this scripture and that is hebrews chapter 12 um starting in verse 4 and it's titled Well, let's go to the English Standard Version. Let's do that. um, I prefer that version better than most. Not to say the other ones are bad or anything like that. It's just, you got to understand, you know, I think we've talked about that before in the past, but just a different version. So again, starting on verse 4. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. And you have forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as sons. For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later later, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Therefore, lift your drooping hands and strengthen your weak knees, and make straight paths for your feet, so that what is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather be healed. Strive for peace with everyone, and for the holiness which without which no one will see the Lord. See it, to no, see it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble, and by it may become defiled, that no one is sexually immoral or unholy like Esau, who sold his bride, birthright for a single meal. For you know that afterwards, when he desired to inherit the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no chance to repent, though he sought it with tears. So, I read through it. I don't, I don't think the last part of it was you know, actually from 12 to 17. It may may not have, I have to do too much with discipline, but it does help out, right, uh, to get the whole context of it. But, I mean, in a nutshell, he's, you know, there's telling you, the scriptures are telling you that just like an earthly father will discipline his children, God is doing the same thing, right? And, and it's it's for your own good. It's for to bring holiness, right, set-apartness, to bring... um a good fruit that may come out of it, right? So when we have made a covenant with God and have a relationship with Him through Jesus, uh, there will be times of discipline. And we shouldn't think of that discipline as the Father hates us or, um, you know, or anything negative. Just take the discipline. Understand that He's disciplined you because you have maybe separated yourself from him. Have decided to go too forward to transgression instead of, um, you know, living in what you know his will is for your life, which is to do good things. So, you know, discipline is not a bad thing. Um, I, I know it's hard to take sometimes. As a child, we didn't like it, but if your if your parents discipline you. I know that and you took it well. I know you can look back at it now and say, "Man, I'm I'm glad my parents did those things to me." You know. And and Proverbs, which is attributed to, attributed to be um written by King David has a lot of has a lot of that and we're going to go through a few verses. It says do not hold uh, Proverbs, Proverbs 23.13 Do not hold back discipline from the child. Although you strike him with a rod, he will not die. Proverbs 19.18 Discipline your son while there is hope and do not desire his death. Okay? <laughs> you should go that far, right? Uh, Proverbs 22.15 Foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. The rod of discipline will remove it far from him. Proverbs 29, 17. Correct your son, and he will give you comfort. He will also delight your soul. So, again, good fruit is going to come out of it, right? He will delight your soul if you discipline your children. Ephesians Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in discipline and instruction of the Lord. I think that's great, right? It's just not... One of the things that I've talked about with um, other friends of mine uh, that, that are our age that that I think that parents, some parents, I think at least the ones around me, I think are doing a very good job is explaining to their children, like, why are they being disciplined? Okay, Sometimes our parents, you know, and that just goes back to what their parents did to them. You know, we'll just get disciplined and we really couldn't understand really why. We got disciplined sometimes. I think we knew superficially, but we didn't really know why. And I think that now parents, again, some parents are doing a good job to explain those things. But if you're in the scriptures consistently and you're sharing those scriptures with, with, with your children, then you can use examples from the scriptures to explain those things to them. Proverbs three eleven, my son, do not reject the discipline of the Lord or loathe his reproof. Hebrews twelve twelve six. For those whom the whom the Lord loves, he disciplines, and he scourges every son whom he receives. Right? <laughs> your parent, you hear those jokes about you know your dad saying. Or your mom saying, this is going to hurt me, or it's going to hurt you. And I think that, you know, it's the same thing with God. I think God's the same way. You know, he he doesn't enjoy disciplining his children. He's not up there, you know, in heaven being, uh, you know, this this is going to be fun for me. Of course not. He loves us very much. He would rather us be obedient to his ways. But he does all those things because, you know, um, he loves us. I like this is one of my favorite ones. Uh, Proverbs twenty two six. Train up a child in the way he should go, even when he's old, he will not depart from it. I've always said this. You gotta start them young. Discipline has to start from the very very beginning, right? And of course, there's um, ways to do that at, at different ages, right? You can't discipline a child at 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 seven the way you would discipline them at three and so on, right? So there's Different ways for that, and you know, I, I'm, I'm sure you know. There's very wise people out there that can. Um, if you're at that point in your life where you're have young children, you know, there's there's um. There's many people out there that can guide you in the right direction. Uh, to my understanding, uh, like kids at, it's at a very young age, um at, are are like a sponge, right? So there's this point. And again, don't quote me on any of this, right? But like at three years old, they they kind of move on to another stage. But those first three years, they're extremely important to get that discipline straight. And then, like from three to before they the, hit the teenage years, you know, you kind of build that foundation of discipline. And after the teenage year, they're supposed to they're supposed to practice all those things that you taught them, right? So it's 12, and then 13 right teenager and that kind of just opens the door for them to start figuring things out a little bit on their own and it's not impossible but by that point it becomes a lot more difficult to straighten some a kid out at that point right from all the things that i've read and seen and heard people so you know starting while you're young for sure Hebrews 12.8, but if you are without discipline, of which all have become partakers, then you are... Oh, well, we, we talked about that one. We read through that one. Let's see. Deuteronomy 21.18. If any man has a stubborn, rebellious son who will not obey his father or mother, and when they chastise him, he will not even listen to them. Ooh, I know we all hope we don't have children in that manner. Um... I feel for parents that are going through um, that struggle must be really hard. Here's a good one. And I'll probably finish with this one. Um, Well, these two. Proverbs 12.1 Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but he who hates reproof is stupid strong words there but i'm sure another um i don't know what what uh version is this one but um what bible version is this one but pretty strong words but hey eh, it's the reality of life right um proverbs 1 8 hear my son your father's instructions and do not forsake your mother's teaching so there's definitely this parallel of an earthly father and a heavenly father and a good earthly father wants the same thing as your heavenly father wants. They, they love you. They want to encourage you. They want you to be successful in life. They don't want you to go through the hardships and pains that they've gone through. And the scriptures, the Bible itself, you know, gives you the the, the best instructions out there, the best guidance on how to live a good, fruitful life. You want a good wife and a good husband? Read the scriptures. It will show you what what to look for. Okay, you want to be financially stable. You wanna you want to be healthy. The scriptures are there for that. They, all the answers are there. You know they're not in this nicely packed like bullet point presentation. They're packed even better because it's, it's better if you hear the story. If you if you draw the story right. If you if you look at the story and and and. And see how it relates to your life and to the life, um, today's culture and society and, and, and what we're living through today. When you, read it, when you read it and you live that story as you read it, those lessons are going to just, they will be like a seed. And it will be placed into this fertile ground, hopefully a fertile ground in your heart. And then good fruit is going to come out of it. All the answers of life, they're there. Okay, you don't have to go and like climb up a big mountain to go find yourself and figure out the meaning of life. No, it's rather simple. Everything's there. You just got to read it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, listen to a podcast or going to church. Look, good things, right? No, n- nothing wrong with that to a certain extent. But God wants to have a personal relationship with you. Not through your pastor or through a podcast to him he wants you to personally come to him in private and just have a conversation with him read about him ask him questions freely he loves you he loves you very much he cares for you he he wants you to live a long, long happy life an abundant life a life full of shalom of peace if you don't have that relationship with him, what is he supposed to do? He's there for you, right? Even when you have rejected him, even when you have turned your back on him, he has been there for you. But good earthly fathers do the same thing. Good earthly fathers, not at the at the first time you were disobedient, they tell you, "Get out of my house." Now. They, they keep on trying. They keep on loving you. They keep on being patient. They keep on bailing you out. They keep on loaning you money. <laughs> they keep on giving you when you don't deserve it. And that's God right there. God is in their heart, in your parents' hearts. That's why they're the way they are. Because God's the same way. They're just reacting to... They're just doing what God has placed in their heart and in their mind to do anyway from the very beginning as creator of the heavens, the earth, and the seas. So, just like you know that you should not reject your parents' discipline, don't reject God's discipline. Learn from asking, Father, you know, how can I better serve you? What can I do better? How can I honor and glorify you? How can I follow the two greatest commandments of loving you and loving my neighbor? And once you get into that mindset, then, first of all, you got to try not to mess up. Um, But you're going to look at him in in a different light. Just like now in my age, when I look at my parents and I'm like, man, you guys did it right. You know, thank you, mom and dad. You
1: know,
0: I know I didn't always deserve your love, but you gave it to me. And that's the same thing I tell God now. I said father all those times that I didn't deserve it all those times that I turned my back on you but yet you were there for me at all times in my darkest hours when I felt alone the most you were there you, you never forsake me and I'm so grateful for that and he never will He'll never forsake you. I know it may seem sometimes. Like he's not there. But if you just hold on to his promises. Stay in faith. Keep walking that straight in our path. You'll see it. You'll see it through. All right guys. That's all I have for you. Another episode coming to an end. Uh, Season's almost over. Um, I'm glad that I'm. I'm doing this back to back to back. I think it's been good. Uh, Good practice for me. And I appreciate you guys um, (laughs) pairing it with me. Uh, hopefully it's, um, hopefully it's been good. Hopefully it's been good for you as it has for me. I'm learning a lot and, and it allows me to have a better relationship with the father and, and I'm grateful. What a blessing. All right, guys. Thank you much. Appreciate it. And I'll see you next time. Hello everyone. Once again. Um, so I'm back. I thought that was the end of the podcast, but no lie, as I was lying in bed and heading to bed and sleeping, and going through, you know, the recordings in my head, I realized that I did not finish my thoughts. Um, and it's in regards to the comment that I made about that show that I that I watched with the guy that, you know, interviews uh, people out in the streets, and the point that I wanted to make is. Um like I like I said, he he interviewed five thousand people and out of those five thousand people only like five of them had, had gotten their you know, their um their stuff together, right? And were no longer addicts, were no longer prostitutes or whatever they were into. But what I forgot to mention, the whole point of it was is that he also mentioned that out of the five thousand people he interviewed, that only about one percent Lived in a, in a two parent household, and then the the rest of them, you know, were not right. Yeah, single mother. So, how crazy is that? And and that goes back to the importance of, you know, having a father in in your life, and that's why we need him. We have an earthly father, but we also have a spiritual father. And if he's not present in your life, you're going to tend to go the wrong path instead of the straight and narrow path. So that's all I wanted to add to it. Um, Again, thank you for your patience and uh, sorry about that. (laughs) All right, guys. This time, seriously. See you next time.